Finance often gets a bad rap when it comes to climate change. Greedy investors, people say, pour scorn on any kind of goody-two-shoes initiative like climate action if it takes dollars out of their pockets. Well, there is some truth to that. Investors, after all, have their own shareholders to worry about, and fund managers are looking out for our pensions as well as their bonuses. These guys, and they do tend overwhelmingly to be guys, keep companies in line, making sure that managers' incentives are aligned with their own interests by linking chief executive pay to share prices and so on. This system of incentives means that all investments, even those related to existential problems like climate change, have to make commercial sense, or they just won't happen, no matter how badly we need them to. Peter is our self-interest correspondent here on Climate Solutions. I called you that, Peter, because I don't think you'd want to be called our greed correspondent. I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. What do you think, Peter? Are financial incentives part of the problem? Well, I think they certainly can be. But I think that what this tells us is that incentives can also be part of the solution. We just need to create the right ones. Okay, I suppose so. Could you explain that a little more, though? Sure. Um, well, imagine if a bank lent you money for a house and said that the amount of interest you had to pay depended on the amount you managed to cut your emissions. That would give you an incentive to invest in energy efficient appliances and maybe even put some solar panels on your roof, wouldn't it? It might even be enough to persuade you to go around turning off the lights and unplugging unused appliances. Well, I have my kids to make me do that. But the, the same idea can be extended to loans made to companies? In fact, it's something the European Investment Bank has already done. Last year, the EU bank signed a 300 million euro loan with the largest private sector operator of renewable power in the world, the Italian power company NL. It's the first half of a 600 million euro deal, and the terms of the loan reward the company if it cuts its carbon dioxide emissions to a certain level. But if the company fails to cut its emissions, it has to pay more interest. Basically, the company has to cut the average CO2 emitted by all its power stations to a maximum of 148 grams per kilowatt hour by the end of this year. If it hits that target or does better, it will pay less interest. But if it misses it, it will pay more. The cuts, of course, will have to be verified by an independent party. So the fund managers who you were talking about earlier will be watching to be sure that NL cuts emissions, not because they care about the climate, but because they care about the company's bottom line. Well, I suppose they might also care about the climate, but I think here we have an example of financing which actually incentivizes decarbonization. If, if anything, it sounds to me like finance doesn't have to be part of the problem. It can even... Which is good, because climate action needs a lot of money spent on it to work, as listeners of one of our previous seasons of Climate Solutions will know, because it was all about green finance. In fact, it's called a dictionary of green finance. Don't forget to listen to that, everyone. Thanks, Peter. We're reporting on a new climate project every week on Climate Solutions. They're all different, but each of them will make you look at the solutions to climate change in a new way. Subscribe so you don't miss any of them. Listen to the previous seasons of Climate Solutions, too. I already mentioned a dictionary of green finance. We've also got a series on the innovations that are going to save us from climate disaster. Thanks for listening to Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank.